We are closing up our dating and relationship series. And my hope and my prayer has been that you guys have really learned a lot. Because I know if you will apply the things that we have been talking about to your life, then you're going to have some really good dating relationships ahead of you. And it's so important that you do, guys. And none of this has been to condemn you or to hurt you or to scare you, but really to lead you to good relationships one day. And I'm so excited to see what God is going to do with your lives. And I know God has a great partner picked out for all of you. And I just want you guys to really submit to what he has to say, because then that will lead to the best thing. And if you missed any of the messages, they're up on the podcast. You should have to go to thegreenroom.com. I mean, I think it's .org, and you can get all of the messages right there if there's anything you want to catch up on. But before we go any farther, just for anyone who hasn't been there, I just want to kind of give you a little bit um, of what we talked about throughout the series. I had four bottom lines. I've, well, the fourth one would be tonight, but three bottom lines so far, and I just want to give them to you to catch you up a little bit. The first one was honor God and your parents with your dating choices. And that is such an important thing to do because it's so hard to listen to our parents sometimes. We want to do the exact opposite of what they say, guys, but they are doing that because they love you. And it's so important that you submit to their rules. The Bible says that if you submit to your parents' rules, then you'll live a long life. And some of you aren't headed for a very long life right now. So you need to start listening to what your parents have to say. And then the next part of that was honor God and your parents with your dating, uh, dating relationship choices. And it's really important that you guys honor what God um, has to say about that. And what we looked at that week was a verse that said that we shouldn't be unequally yoked. That if you guys want to be in a relationship, then you need to be in a relationship with someone who believes like you do. Otherwise, there will always be great conflict in that relationship. And so that was week one. And then week two, we talked about, are you someone who's worth dating? And I really wanted to encourage you guys to really work on who you are as a person so that one day when you get into a relationship, you're ready and you're the best person that you could be. And we'll never be perfect and we never will have it all together. But I really would love to see you guys start working on some of the things that we talked about in that week. And then last week was really important. We talked about running, fleeing, from sexual sin. And that's just such a big part of dating relationships today. And it's the pressure that society puts on so many of you guys. And I just want to see you run from that because that only leads to trouble and heartache. And if you would like to learn more about any of those messages, I really encourage you to check out the podcast. But the reason why I had the band do the song they did tonight was because I saw a trend throughout all the messages. And I kind of saw that, you know, God wants us to wait through all of these steps. I mean, you look, you look at week one, honoring God and your parents. There's a lot of waiting in that. First, you have to wait on the time that your parents say until you can start dating. And then you need to wait on the right person to come in because God doesn't want you to be unequally yoked. And sometimes that's going to require waiting on your part. And so there's a lot of waiting in dating and relationships. And working on becoming someone worth dating, there's a lot of waiting in that too. Because you really want to become the best person. Maybe if you jumped into it today, you wouldn't be ready to jump into that relationship. So there's a lot of waiting in that too. And then last week we talked about running from sexual sin. And there's waiting in that. God has a time picked out for you guys. And when you are married, you can enjoy the things that he has created for you to enjoy. But until then, it's so important that you wait. And I love those lyrics of the songs. I will wait for you. And I want you guys to be willing to wait for the person that God has picked out for you and not to settle a second before that and put yourself in a relationship that you don't need to be in. So I really want you to get that in your hearts. Be willing to wait for the person that God has picked out for you. 
And it's not always going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but it will be worth it in the end. That's what's so cool about waiting. It's, you know, it's hard in the meantime while you're sitting in it right there in that moment. But when you actually get there, it's going to be so worth it. And you're going to be so glad that you waited. And tonight, I want to bring up someone special to me in a little bit. Um, you know, throughout this series, I've kind of told you guys throughout the thing that I haven't really got this right throughout my life, that I messed this up a lot. But I want to bring up someone tonight who got this right in a lot of ways. And I know that this person has a lot of wisdom and I was going through her notes and I know that she has some really cool things. And so tonight I'm just going to ask Jess to come up for a little bit and she's going to share with us tonight. I'm just going to grab you this mic over here. Um, I asked Jess just to share some things that she felt like that maybe I missed out or that maybe some things that God laid on her heart. So she's just going to share with you guys some things that she feels like that should be part of this series. So go ahead, Jess. Is it time? Yes? No? (laughs) Come on, Bobby. Okay. Is it on? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm very excited to share with you God's heart for tonight. But, you know, before I do that, Joey's had a lot of opportunity to talk about our relationship and our dating story. And I think it's my turn to set the record straight a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And Joey and I knew each other for five years before we even started dating. And we weren't even really friends. Uh, In fact, I really didn't even really like him that much. And, you know, it's true what he says about about not being obsessed with him at first. And, um... Well, that's not completely true. Oh, really? You told me that when you first met me, you thought I was really cute. Oh, you were cute. Yeah, but I mean, uh, no one is immune to the trap. Let's be honest. (laughs) Go ahead. Keep going. No, it's true. But if you don't believe that God answers prayers, I'm going to read to you right now some sacred text. This is the prayer journal of Jessica Mm. Saponeri. This is an entry from January 11th, 2006, about a year before Joey and I started dating. And like I said, I don't really know what mine and Joey's beef was, but we just didn't see eye to eye for a while before we started dating. So this is, this is my prayer journal. Lord, please give me patience with Joey. His personality just irks me. I pray that even though it's hard and I don't want to, that you would give me the desire to love him like you do, God. And then it says, this just seems like something impossible for me to do. That was my prayer journal. How many years ago? Like six or seven years ago. Yeah. And there are several more entries along that lines. And I don't know what he did to annoy me so much, but God had a plan beyond <laughs> my simple prayers. And I didn't even know the significance of them for a long time. And I dropped my flip-flops. So I like, know what she's saying is true because I read her journal and I saw that. Later on in life, I read it. Okay. So, anyway. yeah, it's, she's not lying. <laughs> But God had a plan. Anyway, but in all seriousness, I want, I want to talk to you a little bit about my journey and about some things that I've learned and some mistakes that I've made. And my heart is really just to see you guys have healthy relationships and to not make some of the mistakes that we did. So there was a point in my life where I really, really just wanted a boyfriend. I said, God, things in my life are good. You know, my school life's good. Friends are good. Family's good. But if, I, if you give me a boyfriend, my life will be perfect and I'll be complete. And... This began a period in my life of really being just dissatisfied because um, I would look to different people and I'd have different interests, but I would never um, develop into a relationship and no one like met this ideal. And I think that there's this problem in our culture of um, movies, TV, magazines, pornography, and all of these things vying for our attention that show us what 
the perfect spouse should be like. And, you know, I think with pornography and video games and things like that that are vying for some of your attention, it teaches you that you should be looking for a woman that you can talk down to and degrade and, um, you know, looking for a woman that dresses inappropriately and, and all of these things. And, you know, for, for girls, maybe it's a movie and you see this, like, hunky guy come on the <laughs> screen and you're like, yeah. And, and he's like, he says the most perfect things and he, like, has the most creative date ideas and he gives, like, the best gifts. But, like, but what we forget is, like, that movie has been worked on for years. Um, the lines that he spontaneously says as you're walking away are, have been written by a team of writers and tweaked and retweaked. And he's worked with a physical trainer for, like, 90 hours a day and, like, all these things. And, and we think that that's perfect. And we think that that's reality. And it distorts our sense of reality, and we idolize these celebrities, these images, you know, and you put pictures on your wall, and you have pictures on your phone, and in your computer, and, you know, videos, and um, just all these things, you know, blogs worshiping these celebrities, and this is all distorting our sense of, um, of reality, and it's, and it's ultimately going to lead to dissatisfaction in your, in your dating relationships and in your marriage, because you're going to be looking for this untrue image on the screen, on the magazine, on the, the movie that is not true. So, but the truth is that even the most perfect person on this earth is always going to let us down. We're going to let down our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our spouse, um, and they're going to let us down. And so I think for, for you guys at, you know, as a young age, you shouldn't be searching and searching and searching for that perfect person. We really need to be focusing on our relationship with God. And, um, you know, when I stopped, like, caring about boys so much and, really focus on my relationship with God, my, my perspective changed. And during my, like, later high school years, I really began to experience God in a new way. I experienced him in prayer and in my daily life. And, you know, I was, um, you know, I had been saying to God, like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, everything in my life is good. I just need a boyfriend. But, but that wasn't true. I wasn't really satisfied. The truth was I wasn't satisfied in Christ. So when I began to pursue him more and to let go of my earthly relationships, that's when, um, and when I wasn't expecting it, that's when Joey brought, God brought Joey into my life in a new way, and it was like, ah. Um, but, so my advice to you would be patient in God's timing. Um, even if you think that you're ready for a relationship, and you totally might be, God has someone perfect picked out for you, and they might not be ready. And God will bring you both together um, in his timing when you're both have found satisfaction in Christ and, you know, bring you in, in together into a healthy relationship. And the truth is that your husband, your future husband or wife, your, your future boyfriend or girlfriend um, isn't going to fill the holes in your heart. Sometimes we think if I get into a relationship, then I'm going to feel feel better. I'm going to feel beautiful. I'm going to feel needed, wanted, all these things. But um, no one's going to be able to do that for you. Only God can do that for you. And even more so, if you put that person in that role of needing to fill the holes in your heart, they're going to fail, and it's going to cause even more um, problems in your relationship. So um, my point tonight is just that a healthy relationship is one in which two whole people come together after finding satisfaction and identity in Christ. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. I, I can't emphasize that enough. I think so many of us think, you know, once we get a boyfriend or a girlfriend, then our life will be complete. And I, I see so many people who think like that, guys. And, 
If that is going to be your goal, to get a boyfriend or girlfriend, you will always be dissatisfied. God needs to have that first place in your heart. Otherwise, there will always be hurt and there will always be something missing because God has placed a hole in all of our hearts. And there's only one thing that can fill that, and that's him. And you can try and put all the different things in there to fill that spot, but nothing will ever fit. That's why we look at celebrities and people like this, and they, they, have, it, they have it all, man. They, they have the money, the cars, the girlfriends, the boyfriends, and they're so unhappy because they're trying to fill something with something that was not meant to fill it. And that's the same with us, guys. And so I really want to encourage you that, with that. Um, you know, if you want a boyfriend and girlfriend, the best thing you can do is not think about it and just live for God right now and just let him fill you. And then God will bring that person into your life when he really thinks you're ready. So Jess's point is really important. So I have a couple of questions that I, I just wanted us to talk through and kind of just give you guys some answers. These are just going to be some really practical stuff that I think will be really helpful to all of you guys. Um, we're going to put a phone number up on the screen real quick. Um, eventually, hopefully, we'll have some time to get to that. But if you have any dating or relationship questions, serious ones, not where do babies come from, if you have anything like that that you want to ask us, then you, can put, then you can text that into that number and hopefully we'll have some time left put and we'll get to those. It. Get to put a one before it? Okay. And uh, we'll answer those as best as we can, but we're going to try and get through some of the questions that we had prepared that we really wanted to share with you that would, th- would be important for this series. And so the first one we want to talk about is, should you date someone only based on physical attraction? And I think that this is a kind of important thing to talk about because I think a lot of us, that's the first thing that we look for, is someone that we are physically attracted to. And I really do believe that that is very important, that you shouldn't date someone unless there is that first initial physical attraction. Because if you don't have that, then I think it's going to just be hard because you're going to see other people and meet other people that are attractive. And then you're going to compare them to that person. And that's always going to put a little bit of a wedge in the relationship and hurt it a little bit. So I do think it's really important but it should not be the only thing. If the only thing you guys um, like about that person is that they are uh, beautiful or good looking, then that is a major problem because if a relationship is built on that, it will fall apart. I know you had some things you want to say about well, that, Well, I Jess. mean, looks fade. So the, the person that you're dating today isn't going to look like this in 20, 30, 50 years. But even beyond that, even if, say, in like an alternate universe or whatever, like your person does stay exactly the same as how they, they look today and they're gorgeous, whatever. Eventually that's going to get boring too. Like you need to have something more than that to talk about and, you know, connect with. And um, I do think that it's an aspect that's important, but it's certainly not the most important one. And it's also important to know it's okay if that attraction isn't right away. Like maybe you, are, you like someone, and, uh, but you aren't that physically attracted, but you really like their sense of humor, the way they treat other people. If you just like have a friendship with them for a while, those feelings could develop over time. So it's, it's okay if that doesn't happen right away. Like, you know, m- maybe you like someone and uh, it's just not there right away. That's okay. You give it some time and maybe that attraction will um, come up. So... I think that's that. I have a little quote I just want to read you guys. Um, Attraction won't hold a couple together, but it focuses them enough on each other for them to do the hard work of building and enduring structures. So it's, it's not the main point of it, but if you have that initial attraction, then it will help you guys work on the other parts of your relationship and develop those other things. So I really do think that is very important. 
Um, the next question is this. Is it true that opposites are best for each other? Why don't you start that one, Jess? Um, well, in beliefs, moral standards, absolutely not. You need to be aligned in all of those things, and you need to, you know, be have the same mindset. But I think that personality-wise, um, I think it's, you know, it ke- does keep the relationship interesting, and you learn from each other and grow from each other. So I think it, it can work, but definitely your beliefs and all of that have to line up. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of like what we were saying in part one. Um, this is really important, guys. Because you, you heard the saying that opposites attract, but every similarity that you have is an asset to the relationship. Everything that you can see eye to eye on, it's in, from little things to big things, from like you both really like football or you both are night people or you're both morning people. I mean, like anything that you can think of, any similarity is going to help that relationship because it's going to be one less thing that you disagree on. And there are going to be a lot of things in a relationship that you are going to disagree on. And so it's important that you have those similarities because that's common area. That's something that you guys can do together, something that you both enjoy. So it's really important to find someone who is like you. It's also good to have someone that's not like you in every way because that can get really annoying too. It's, It's good to have someone who will balance you out a little bit. But every similarity is an asset, and it's so important that you guys really look for someone who's kind of like you. You know what I mean? Who thinks like you, who acts like you. It's very healthy for the relationship and will help it in the long run, without a doubt. Um, A couple more quotes, just some statistics. Um, Similarities are like money in the bank. Differences are like debts you owe. So that, that, that's pretty straightforward. Like everything you have is really going to help the relationship, but everything that's different is really going to be a debt towards the relationship, something that you are going to have to work through together. And there's a lot of that in dating relationships, and we definitely know something about that. Um, <laughs> when two people come from similar backgrounds, they operate from a position of strength. So, you know, when you have similar backgrounds, you were raised in a similar way, this will also help you in a lot of ways. So it's definitely important to be looking for someone who thinks like you do and acts like you do in a lot of ways. But I would say that if you met someone and you were just head over heels for them, then it's, it's okay if you guys are different in some ways. But no, it's going to be some work in that relationship and some things that you're going to have to battle through and work through. Let's jump to this next question. Why do people stay in bad relationships? You want to start that one, Jess? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think it's really like a security thing and a fear over not finding someone new. And that's, you know, that goes back to trusting God with our relationships and knowing that he has someone perfect picked out for us. And, you know, I, God's not up in heaven, like, worried about who <laughs> we're going to marry. Like, he knows who we're going to marry. And, um... And then I think another part of it is that we sometimes really care about that person. Even if it's, you know, not a good relationship, we, like, still really care about them. And um, just because it's a bad relationship doesn't mean they're a bad person. So, but I think that if you love them, um, then you need to let them go because God has someone perfect for them and perfect for you. And you need to not be together in, in order to find those, those perfect people that God has picked out for you. Not yeah. Perfect. Yeah. When you're in a relationship you're getting close to someone. It's, it's like a friendship. They're become one of your closest friends. So even if the feelings aren't there necessarily, they're still a close person in your life that you really trust. And so any relationship like that, when you break it off, is going to be really hard. And I think there are a lot of reasons why. I think some people, like Jess was saying, they're scared that they might not meet someone else. And so they don't think much of themselves 
So they're not going to go out and pursue another relationship because they've already put all the time into this one, so they're scared. And, and guys, that is a lie that all of you have something to offer. If you are in a relationship and it is bad in any way, then you need to get out of that. You will find someone else, I promise you. Don't buy into that lie. Uh, the next one is that it's just plain painful. It, even if you don't even like that person that much, it's still painful, a breakup. And it can affect a lot of areas of your life. Um, uh, I went through a breakup, and it really affected um, a lot of parts of even our lives in, in a lot of ways. There was friends that separated over it, and there were a lot of consequences to it. And so that was even part of my thinking for a little bit. I don't really want to cause all the drama that's going to go along with this. And so there are so many things that go with this, guys. And I just want to let you know that, and I've really been trying to push this because I think a lot of people are in this. And you need to get out of a relationship if it's bad in any way. If it's not glorifying God, if it's not honoring God, then you need to get out of it as soon as you can because you're going to just make it harder. The longer you sit in that relationship with every day that passes, it's harder to break up. And so you need to do it as soon as you possibly can because it's so important. And you will find someone else. And I think probably the last one, and this is for a lot of us, is the fear of just kind of being alone. You know, people don't like to be alone. We were made to be with other people. We like when there's someone close in our lives. And we don't like when we don't have that intimacy with someone else who we can text at any moment or we can call at any moment. But that's why you guys have friends. And I really encourage you just to build strong relationships in that way so that when you do break up, that you can go to them and you have someone that you're close to. Get in your community group and talk to those people about what's going on and just really find a safe environment where you can just trust a lot of people. Um, let's jump to this next question. What's the difference between love, lust, and obsession? You want to start that, Jay? Well, I think love is all the things that you talked about in part two, um, in Corinthians and all of those things. And, and it's, it's not selfish. It's putting the other person first and loving them through all of that. And I think obsession then is you're making your partner an idol. And um, you're putting them in your number one spot where God should be. And like I was talking about earlier, they're going to fail you. So um, if your world is rising and falling with someone else and how they treat you and how they react to you, you're going to, your emotions are going to go up and down as, as they treat you. And um, your satisfaction continue, needs to continue to be in Christ. And I think lust is, um, is selfish. It's sexual desire and it's only intended for marriage and anything outside of, of marriage is Lust outside of marriage is misplaced. And it's, so love is not selfish and lust is selfish. Yeah. Here's one of the biggest ways that you know that you're actually in love is when you care more about the other person's needs than your own. That's when, you know, I kind of knew, all right, I I love this person because I want them to be happy more than I want to be happy. By this person, you mean? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Who else? Come on, jeez. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's really important, guys, that, that you, when you love someone, you're willing to sacrifice what you want. So, you know, this is hard for me, but if there's a football game on, but Jess wants to hang out, I'm going to record that football game, even though I when? really want to. It, it's going to happen in the future, I promise you. Or if it, it just happened. Um, it's going to happen. But that's what, how you really love someone, is if you're willing to sacrifice your own needs for their needs and put them before yourself. And so that's probably the biggest way. And, and lust is pretty straightforward. If all you want to do is make out and hook up and do stuff like that, then you know that that is very unhealthy and that is lust, not love. I think we have 
um, a way of really blending the two together and thinking that lust is love when lust is not love. Just because you got this throbbing in your heart for that other person, that is not love. That is your hormones in your body freaking out because you want to get it on, okay? So <laughs> that is not love by any stretch of the imagination. And we need to really figure out um, the difference between the two of those. And so, yeah, I think that was it for lust and then obsession. If, if you... It's good to constantly be thinking about that person, but if you really can't think about anything besides that person, that is also very unhealthy. If you need to be texting that person every second of every day, that is also a problem. And it's something that I really encourage you not to, to really have some more space in the relationship and let it breathe a little bit, because otherwise you might um, snuff it out in some way. So it's really important that you're not just overly obsessive and overbearing in a lot of ways. So... I think that's important, especially for you girls in the room to know that one. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> next question. Can high school relationships last? What do you got, Jessica? Well, I have a lot of opinions on this topic as my community girls, community group girls might say. But, um, well, I think the first part of this is that, you know, Joey mentioned it last week or a few weeks ago, that the Bible doesn't really mention dating. And I think that a big reason is that, you know, dating is intended to result in marriage. And now that doesn't mean that every single person you date, you're going to marry, obviously. But I think that what it does mean is before you get into a relationship, you need to stop and say, hey, is this person someone that has the potential for me to marry? And um, I think it's important for you to, um, before you get into a relationship, think about characteristics that you want your future husband, your future wife to have. So that means, you know, spending time with God and figuring out what, what you should be looking for in a godly spouse. And if you start if talking to someone and you don't see potential for marriage, you need to run from that relationship. Because um, whether or not you believe it, every relationship that you're in, you're giving a piece of yourself to that person. And, you know, if, if it's a physical relationship, then you're giving away your innocence and your purity. But even if it's not a physical relationship, you're giving away a piece of your heart and of your emotions and you're telling them secret things. And so every relationship you're getting into, you're giving a little bit of your heart. And um, so it's just important to, to guard yourself and to know before I get into this relationship, is this someone I can see myself marrying? And... Um, you know, I think it's also, it's like you could take it as like an honor and a privilege to be saving yourself for your, for your spouse. And, um, you know, I decided at a young age that that was something that I wanted to do to, to save myself for marriage in, in every way and not just physically. And, um, you know, I really took joy in that because I knew that um, saving myself was going to make my marriage stronger. And, you know, by the grace of God, I can sit here today and say, Joey's the only person that I've ever told that I love, the only person that I've ever kissed. And, you know, in a few months, he's the only person that I'm ever going to, you know, <laughs> marry. Yeah. What did you guys think I was going to say? Chill. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. All right, let me, let me gain everyone back now. Um, so let me tell you what I think about this. I think that if you apply the things that we've talked about so far in this series, that I do believe that high school relationships will work out, and, and they can if you honestly really apply these things. Um, me and Jess, we're a high school relationship. Uh, we, we started dating our senior year, and so we're definitely um, a testament to that. But I want to let you know it's not easy. It's, 
there's a lot of growing pains throughout that. Because um, we're developing as people, we're, we're learning more about our personalities, who we really are. Yeah. And in the process, that's hard when you're in a relationship and, and you're changing and she's changing and you're trying to figure out, all right, what does my future hold? And so all of these things are in the mix during that time. And so it can make it hard and there's a lot of pressure on the relationship. Jess was away at school, I was away at a different school and we didn't see each other much. Um, we actually for a good part of our relationship we only saw each other really on Saturdays and stuff on the weekends and that was a really hard thing that we had to go through but it was a choice that we made that we felt like it was worth it to pursue that relationship and I'm glad we did so it can definitely work out for you guys if you meet someone in high school if you really apply these things and you really know that it's not going to be an easy road ahead last question before we start to get into the questions that people have been texting us how do you deal with a breakup this is this is hard because a lot of you guys have been through hard breakups before. How do you deal with this? Um, it can be really hard because, like I said before, it can divide friendships. It can, uh, you know, just make things really hard on you. And I, I know what that pain is like. And what I would like to tell you right away is that time is a great healer. So give it some time. Right away, it's going to be hard, man. There's going to be days when all you can do is think about that person and you're just, everything you see reminds you of that person. But give it some time. And as time goes on, then you know, the pieces of your life will start to come back together in a lot of ways. And I promise you that is true. Um, if you are in a relationship and it's not working out right now, but you really love this person, you value them, but you want to get back with them one day, the best thing I could tell you right now is just to let them go completely. I mean, cut all contact from them, Really just let them go and let them just walk the own way that God is calling them to walk. And if God leads your paths back together, then it will be worth it. And that's the person that God who has picked for you. And so it's really important that you really let it go and just let it have some time just to work itself out. What would you have to say about that, Jess? Um, Well, I think that, you know, being like talking about being satisfied in Christ and all of that, Breakups are hard. I'm not denying that at all. But when we break up with someone, we shouldn't be completely and totally destroyed because our satisfaction is found in Christ. And if that's your foundation and if that's your, um, your everything, then th- yes, will it hurt? Yes, will you know, you have to mourn it and, and all of that? Absolutely. But holding on to Christ through that, knowing he has a plan, knowing he has the perfect person. And if that it is, is your perfect person that God has picked out for you, You'll find your way back to each other and, and just trusting in God's plan for that. I know it's really hard when it's like emotions are running high and you just want to be with them and all of that. But like trusting that God really, really has a plan for you and, and it's good. Yeah, and I would encourage you not to make a rash decision like once it's already happened. Like really think about it. Right away, of course, you're going to want to get back together. But really just give it some time before you make any decision to get back into it, especially if it's a bad relationship. So you guys have been texting a lot of questions. We'll try and get to um, a couple of them before we close up. I really want to just address this question. Um, There's this boy, and we have a very unpure relationship. I'm addicted to it, and I know it needs to end. I thought I ended it before, but I keep going back to it. Um, Whoever you are, I really encourage you that you need to cut all ties in every single way possible from this person. If this is something that you are just addicted to, you can't get out like you kind of said, then you need to remove every piece of this person from your life and not leave 
any way for him to come back into it. If you were really unhappy, you were really struggling and you were really hurting, then you really need to just get out of it tonight. I mean, you just need to kind of just draw a line and say, all right, I'm not gonna talk to this person. I'm not gonna be involved with this person in any way and just really let that come to an end because if you don't, you will keep falling into this and it would just become the cycle in your life and it's so important that you do that. Anything you would like to say to that person, well, Jess? I, just first of all, I, that there's absolute healing that God can bring to you, you know, and, and, that, and there's forgiveness and all of that. And to not feel like your future relationships are going to be completely destroyed because of this, but to trust, to, you know, to look to God to, to heal you and to give you the strength to be able to move, move out of this. And I think it's really important to have accountability and to have people that you can trust to, to help you to get out of it and stay out of it. Yeah. All right, this next question is always on people's minds, and um, we're gonna try and do the best to answer this one. We didn't prepare for this one. This is a very loaded question. Um, people always wanna know this question, but we'll kind of just do our best to answer it. Um, <laughs> where do you set boundaries? How do you discern between appropriate places to touch and inappropriate ones? That is a very hard question, and I am by no means the authority on this, I can't tell you a straight out answer, but w w w like definitely like this is exactly where it is. What I would tell you is what I told you in part three is just to run from it in every way you can. I mean, honestly, if you start t touching in places you know you shouldn't, then you know it's gonna lead to trouble. And I think the person who answered that question, I think all of us in the room know the answer to that question. When you get that little feeling like, uh, I'm not even sure. Don't do it if you aren't sure. Like the problem is that we want to go there, but we know we shouldn't. And so I would really encourage you to listen to that conscience that's inside of you, the Holy Spirit inside of you, and not do those things that you know are wrong. Like everyone knows it's wrong, but you'd want to be justified in it. And I'm not going to justify your sins tonight. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell you this is absolutely where you can't go any farther. You know, in your heart, you know apply it to everything that Paul was talking about in week three, and then I think you have a pretty clear answer, and I would just encourage you just to run. Jess, anything you'd like to add to that? If you're not sure, you can, like, just picture my face, and um, that'll help. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think it's just, you know, focusing on, on how it's going to affect your future, and, like, is this something that, you know, you're going to have to tell your husband or wife one day, like, and, you know, you don't want to have to have that conversation, and just... I don't know. Yeah, just run. Yeah. And I think that it's important when you're in a relationship that you both are seeking God. Because if you both are in a re relationship with God, then, you know, your morals are going to be up. And the times in our life when our morals are down and when our, you know, our boundaries are down is when we're not spending time with God. And so it's really important that you're always in that relationship that you're connected to him and even as a couple that you you know you, you pray together and do those kinds of things together because that will help you not to go there and really make the relationship stronger um how do guys go about pursuing a girl and what's the role um of intentionality um i want you to start that one tell us the perspective of how a girl wants to be pursued and then i'll kind of say how guys should do it i think um I don't know, for me, I didn't want to be, it just to be about, like, my looks and pursuing me because, you know, you thought I was attractive or whatever. It was, I wanted to be pursued for me, and, um, you know, so that means taking interest in things that matter to me and um, caring about things that, that I care about and, um, and you know, 
paying attention to the little things, the details, and um, yeah, I, I think it's just about getting to know me as a person, and then um, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good answer. I, I think that as a guy, we should really choose to honor the girl in the relationship and pursue her. You know, like, uh, be old school about it. Really try to win her over, you know? Girls love that when you are, like, really seeking after them and not for the wrong reasons, but for the right reasons, you know? When you hold the door for her or you're, yeah, you flirt with her a little bit in a respectful way. They love stuff like that. And just buy her roses or something like that. that they, all those little things are really good, but I would really encourage you to be a gentleman about it. Today, guys treat women so poorly, and it's so sad, guys, and I would really love to see you guys really pursue a a girl in the way that God would want you to, really cherishing her like God cherishes her, and really see it through that lens, and I think that will really help the relationship. Um, Let's go to this next question. Maybe we'll do two more. What advice would you give to someone who is close to you that's in an abusive relationship? It's really hard because, you know, we don't want to be judgmental and we don't want people to, we want people to come to us when they're hurting and, and be there for them. So, but I think, you know, if you see someone in an abusive relationship, you need to do everything within your power to get them out of it. And if that means having to talk to their parents, like that's going to be really hard on your friendships, but it's going to be really, really good for that person. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's really hard, but Praying for them is really important. Being there for them, supporting them. Um, if you know that they're struggling with going back to that person, again, helping them like through accountability and things like that. And um, you know, sometimes people don't want help yet, but just being there for them when they're ready for help and and pointing them towards you know teachers or parents that can help them and um, yeah, and just continuing to pray for them in every step of the way. Yeah, I would really encourage you to tell someone especially if that is a physically abusive relationship, you need to. You cannot let that person stay in that relationship. As soon as you can, please get them help because it's just going to do more and more damage. And, you know, people who are in abusive relationships always want to keep it quiet because they're embarrassed of what's being done to them. And you need to be that person in their life that really cares about them and says something because otherwise they'll probably stay stuck in that for a really long time. So I'd really encourage you to be that person. Um, we're going a little bit long now, so I hope that we answered as many questions as we can. If not, next week is community groups, and you guys can really bring them to your leaders, and that would be a good starting point. They would love to talk with you guys through more of these questions and really help you if you have any more. So let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for the series, Lord. I pray, God, that we would really apply these things to our lives, Lord, these practical things that we talked about tonight, just things that we need to know, Lord. I pray, God, that we would really think about these things, Lord, and we would really carry out on them, Lord. I pray, God, for just that person in the abusive relationship right now, God, that you would really um, just help them to get out of that, Lord. And if it's a friend that they were talking about, God, that that friend would have the boldness just to stand up and say something, that they wouldn't let um, the situation just keep going, God, but they would want to make a stand for what's right for their friend, that they would value that friend enough to do that, Lord. Um, I pray, God, for that other person who is just hurting today because they feel like they're stuck in this relationship and it's going places that they don't want it to go. Lord, I, I pray that you would help that person today just to cut all ties, Lord, and really help them just to move on in some ways that would really lead to healing in their lives, Lord. And I pray for everyone else in the room, Lord God, that they wouldn't forget this stuff as time passes, Lord God, and they have to make these decisions in their life. I pray, God, that you would lead them to awesome 
awesome relationships, God, that would glorify you, Lord God, and that they would be able to really enjoy, Lord. And so we thank you, God, that you created relationships and you want us to enjoy them, God. Just help us in every way. In your name we pray. Amen.